Final Frontier, I am Comrade Britain. And I am Major Asshole. These are the voyages of the starship USS Mega Maid, our ongoing mission. To explore old films, both cringe and based. And to boldly go... To merchandise the Schwarz! So Strike the, the podcast is here. One half vegan, one half queer, a hundred percent communist, unless we have a less leftist guest. With Patrick and Britain, talking, joking, farting and shitting, all about Star Trek, like our buttholes, this show is wrestled. Trek the podcast is here. So listen to Soy Trek right in your ears. We're just like bees, you and me, you and me. We're just like bees, and this is how we're gonna be. What's up? Oh. It's the B hour with the Ziz Man and the Asshole. <laughs> Here to review the B movie starring Jerry Seinfeld. What did we think? I give it two stickers up. I fucking loved it. I fucking, it made me jerk off and it jerked me off. You know what I'm saying? It made me think about what it would be like. If a human woman had sex with a bee. I already was thinking about that, but I was never like, hey, hey, they should put this in a kid's film. But then they motherfucker did just for me. Just for me. I feel like it was for, for me and for the whole state of motherfucking New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? It's a feeling that we've all had. A secret, a secret desire that we've all had. Every young person in the world has had the secret feeling what it would be like if a human woman had sex with a bee and this takes it to the next level it actually visualizes it for us so we don't just have to use our imaginations and you know what they say you know what they say they say abstinence only education is the only way to prevent pregnancies mm -hmm. you know yeah. i'm saying what if i fuck a bee instead a human can't a human can't impregnate no motherfucking bee. No, that's what then I learned in sex ed is that every animal has a different set of chromosomes. Uh huh. So that's why you don't see like a human and a bee baby. I you mean, can only see a human and human baby. Right. You can you can do like a liger. Yeah, you, you can know, do a, liger. A, a tiger, and a lion. Yeah. And you can do a a a tie-in. Which mm. is like the other way. You, it can be done. In a, an Italian. In Italian, you can, <laughs> oh, you nice. can, you can, you can make an Italian out of two cats. <laughs> out of two cats. Two big cats make an Italian. I don't, I don't know if you knew that. You, that's how you can trade them. That's the bottle <laughs> system, baby. I learned something new today. <laughs> That was Jersey Talk. That was, <laughs> that was Jersey Talk. That's our other podcast. I guess so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
I would totally do that for like a solid hour. Yeah, same. No, that that would not be difficult at all. <laughs> you know. It would be stressful, but not difficult. It's a voice that's easy on the throat, too. Yeah, it's really not bad. All you have to do <laughs> is, is, is talk a little bit louder than usual. Slightly elevated and slightly a little dumber. Yeah, <laughs> slightly. I gotta, I gotta forget about three years of college history in order to talk just like this. <laughs> It's like, you know, you're Phineas Gage and getting like a spike, a railroad spike through your brain into your, into a vital part of your critical thinking skills. <laughs> Delicious. Delicious. Um, so, yeah, uh, we have a Patreon. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash BS. You should go there and subscribe. You get uh, episodes a lot sooner. Mm. You, there's a bunch of other tiers with a bunch of other sick-ass fucking benefits. Yeah. We got a lot of people who support us, and we thank every single one of them. We yeah, got your got your 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 um, uh, media dungeon tier. You yeah, your, you got do. your merch tier. Yeah, you do. We got some pretty fucking cool shit, man. Yeah, and you should go check it out at patreoncom BS. God, I wish I had a, a money noise like a ching on oh, here. Yeah. So I could be like, we're making the money. You have a lot of buttons on there. Not one of them's a money noise. Not one of them's a money noise. I, I, I put my own. Do you want to go through the entire list of uh, what we have on here? Yeah, sure. Give it, give it a little peek to the listeners okay. about what, about what, what noises at your fingertips. So, so the primary <laughs> one we have, are bridge noise. You know, oh, yeah, I, of course. I've always got that going. That's like a, an hour long sample. It is a really nice. Like I always thought about playing because you can find like. 10 hours of bridge noises on That's exactly on what YouTube. I did. I just stole it from there. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and I always thought about like playing that while I sleep. But yeah, it's super like relaxing. And I guess a lot of people who listen to the podcast are, they've actually, I've been told by several people like that they listen to my deep relaxing voice and go to sleep sometimes. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Interesting way to describe my voice. <laughs> oh, that means you're definitely putting yourself in a position to incept them. Incept? Incept. Oh, incept them. Yeah. Inceptinate them. Inceptinate them. I'm going to inceptinate all your <laughs> holes. While they're sleeping, they're more subject, sub, uh, sub, sub, susceptible. And subjectable. Subjectable. And objectified. <laughs> and objectified. And they're crucified. More, but they're more susceptible to um, suggestion. Uh-huh. And you can definitely plant some ideas in their brains. Uh and they'll this wake is, up and believing that. This is how I can convert people to communism. That's true. Yeah. This the, I don't make ar- any arguments to make any <laughs> sense. So. You should also just go back uh, when you're preparing the episode to release and also just put, like, like just a silent, just record, just be like, communism will win. <laughs> just, like, faintly over, do over you, a stop. Do you just want to do that now real quick? Yeah, sure. Okay. 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 So one of us has to talk. About, about something. Do you want it to be me or you? Uh, yeah, you talk about something. Why not? Okay, go for it. So I've been watching a lot of um, a lot of stuff recently on uh, on cruise ships. Have you have you watched any of these like cruise ship reviews or anything on YouTube? Because they're pretty interesting. And I used to watch like uh, just this one guy, but like based on his stuff, it just started suggesting me all this other stuff. There was just like cruise ship related and cruise ship reviews from all these different guys. Like, there's one I think like gay couple that does it, and then like a British woman, and then the guy I started on Bright Sun Travels, 
uh, does a lot of uh, like really good reviews that are like fun and I think like pretty even, but like um, I don't know. I I think they're just like in general like kind of fun, kind of mindless. I I I don't think I've been convinced to go on a cruise, even though like all these people really like cruising. It was something that like my parents did quite a few times with us when we were younger. And they were like all right vacations, but like, then again, I never went on one like since I've been to like 21. And I feel like it might be different if you could like go out to the nighttime stuff and go out to the clubs and stuff, you know? Because we were never really able to do that kind of thing. I want to fuck frogs. You what? <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing, nothing about flocks. I didn't hear that at all. Oh, you didn't? <coughs> <coughs> That's interesting about cruise ships, though. I do hate cruise ships. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing you need to see. You're on a list. <laughs> <laughs> uh... And that list is people who enjoyed the film we reviewed today. Oh, hell yeah. 1987's Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Um, so this one, uh, if you are in our Patreon, uh, our patrons, one of the benefits they get is every week they get to recommend a piece of media for us to watch. And uh, the first four people who recommend something... Uh, get uh, you know their suggestion put up and then we put it up to vote mm. uh, I've actually never denied a thing unless it was like you know past 24 hours or past uh, the threshold of four mm. you know so and because of that we've had to watch some dumbass bullshit but today we got to watch a real joy of a film I think something we're both fans of mm. something I watched a lot when I was younger I, I I will say like I think this is definitely one of the Mel Brooks movies I've probably seen the most. Mm -hmm. Like this, you know, this and probably Young Frankenstein. Yeah, and I saw Men in Tights in theaters. I did watch that a lot when I was yeah. young. I think I'm no, nah, I don't think I saw it in theaters because I had to win like six or seven when yeah, I was out. Yeah, I think I was like ten. Yeah, <laughs> like, so. I got to I got to get the whole theater experience, and I feel like that probably wasn't an appropriate movie for. 10 year old probably not uh, <laughs> it's, it's a fun one though i really do enjoy that film me too yeah um yeah. so this movie uh released on june 24th 1987 clocks in at a solid 96 minutes long yeah which mm -hmm. is amazing that he's able to, to condense the original star wars trilogy into 96 minutes yeah it really is <laughs> like, i mean but he takes like just the best beats of it he even takes some stuff from star trek too yeah, there's there's a lot of Star Trek references. Yeah, there is. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so this one is directed, of course, by Mel Brooks. Mm. It is written by Mel Brooks, uh, along with Ronnie Graham, uh, who is the priest at the mm. wedding in this movie, and also co-wrote uh, To Be or Not To Be, mm. which is another Mel Brooks film Yeah. that no one really remembers. Yeah, I was about to say, like, um, when the scene when it shows all the Mel Brooks films, mm. like... The Twelve Chairs is there, and I've never seen that movie. Mm -hmm. 
Like that's yeah. I think one of the Mel Brooks movies I've never seen. And yeah, I should, right. I, I should. And I was thinking like I need to rectify that. Yeah, I, I'd like to watch all the Mel Brooks films, but then again, I don't really have enough time. Yeah. But you know, someday. Um, one day. Uh, this was also uh, co-written by a third author, Thomas Meehan, who wrote the books for the play versions of The Producers, Young Frankenstein, and Hairspray, the John mm. Waters musical. I love John. I love Hairspray. Yeah, Hairspray is great. It's very fun. Yeah. Um. So. Did you hear what happened to the in the remake? You know the the that that the girl who's in the remake. Mm-hmm. She was recently arrested for a racist attack on a um. In an airport. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty pretty bummer, man. Yeah. Her her and her dad, I guess they were. Whoa. Double a, a father daughter racist attack. Yeah, father daughter father racist attack. Father daughter racist attack. <laughs> I got again. you, girl, and you <laughs> got my back. And it really goes against like I feel like the um, the message of hairspray. Yeah. And it's just like, wow. I mean, did, actors, you, learn, did you learn nothing from, no. from that film? I mean, that was like, what? Are you talking the new version of Hairspray? Yeah, the new version. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it wasn't, so that it wasn't, was, it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it wasn't Ricky Lake. <laughs> Ricky Lake rules. Ricky Lake does rule. She would never. She, Ricky she would Lake, never. Yeah, Ricky Lake never, is, ever. is an angel on the planet Earth. Yeah, she is. She has supported gay rights forever. Yeah. Even like one when, of the OGs. Like yeah, way, before it was popular. Yeah, 100%. Like, like she was, she was like on the front lines being mm-hmm. like, no, and... Um, and she didn't give a fuck. No, she does not. Yeah, we she, respect Ricky Lake up in this hood. Yeah, I saw her recently because she um, interviewed John Waters after he Hell had yeah. his um, star on the on the. Oh, on nice. The yeah, fan. they're they're like yeah. old friends, those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Which, I'm, if you're a friend of John Waters, like an old friend of John Waters, yeah, you fucking rule. <laughs> yeah, you are a automatically cool and interesting person mm-hmm. just based on your proximity to a very cool and interesting oh, yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, she's she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like we we love Ricky Lake on this podcast. We fucking do. <laughs> this is a pro Ricky Lake podcast. Yes. Thank you very much. That would be. F- we should just go back and watch all the episodes of Ricky Lake. <laughs> In a galaxy very, 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 very far away, there lived a ruthless race of beings known as Spaceballs. <laughs> Chapter eleven: The evil leaders of Planet Spaceball. Having foolishly squandered their precious atmosphere, have devised a secret plan to take every breath of air away from their peace-loving neighbor, planet Druidia. Today is Princess Vespa's wedding day. Unbeknownst to the princess, but known to us, danger lurks in the stars above. If you can read this, you don't need glasses. <laughs> That's what the opening scroll says. Yeah. I, um, I do like that opening scroll. I like I like the you know part eleven, <laughs> part. yeah. Because like because like you know when chapter no it was chapter, chapter 11, eleven like bankruptcy. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's a double meaning there, yeah, which is pretty fun. Uh, and it is funny because like yeah because like I imagine like you know when it said like part four when the original Star Wars trilogy came mm-hmm. out like the, probably probably that's pretty confusing mm-hmm. to a lot of people because like. You wouldn't, because like they're probably like wondering, well, where's the other movies? <laughs> yeah, they up your asshole, baby. And did you ever watch? Let's um, find him. Uh, Leonard Part Six. Of course, I watched Leonard Part Six <laughs> yes. with Bill Motherfucker Cosby. Yeah. No one else has ever seen that movie. That's it's fun. miserable. It's miserable. Yeah. Yeah, vegans are enemies in that. The yeah, villain. it's pretty. Well, I mean. <laughs> Stay wrong. 
<laughs> ain't wrong. It ain't wrong. It ain't wrong. Um, <coughs> so, uh, we open on a seemingly endless shop of a, shot of a ship in space. It's like a minute and a half long. It's actually pretty funny how long it goes on. Yeah. Like, it's intentionally, like, way too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the back of the ship is a sticker saying, we break for nobody. <laughs> on the ship, a space ball tells Colonel Sanders that Druidia is in sight. Then Lord Helmet enters, which is a stand-in for, you know, Darth Vader. Yeah. He's wearing a very large helmet. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like a penis. Yes. And, and so does his tie. Mm-hmm. Like, his tie has two balls. Yeah. And then, like, a really long. Yeah. And it's uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah. Uh, classic actor from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids series uh, who just dropped out of acting in order to raise his family after his wife died. Yeah. Which is, like, fucking really cool. It's, yeah, he's it's, a cool guy. Yeah, he's, he's very cool because, cool like, yeah, I mean, Rick Moranis, like, he's excellent in this movie. Like, um, like a lot of, he did, he was responsible for a lot of impro- improvisations and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's one scene in particular yes, that we'll get to that we'll is incredibly that. unhinged, <laughs> but it's, like, amazing and, and I, entirely improv by him. yeah i i assume so because yeah. it's like <laughs> it goes to a different level that the rest of the film yeah. doesn't quite move yeah rick Branis, he has a little bit of darkness to him it's which... it's beautiful though. it's 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 comical darkness yes. like he he obviously like he gets it he gets a good joke and i was thinking like watching this like this Spaceballs really has like the SCTV connection mm-hmm. that Mel Brooks's other films don't really have because it has that's like, true because it has Candy it has Moranis yeah. does it have anybody else really uh, not really but yeah. I was just like but it's just like interesting to have those two like just Canadian comedy giants and this film you know who works worked in other things I think weren't they both in Canadian Bacon together they might have been and a Michael Moore's only feature film <laughs> Michael Moore's only feature film and so it's just it was just interesting that and they didn't really like work with him on any other films. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, but they but they're both phenomenal in this. Yeah, like yeah Brandis's performance on another there. level. It's on very level. good. Yeah. So uh, he goes to call President Scroob, uh, who is played by none other than Mel Brooks himself, and mm-hmm. uh, Scroob is actually just like an anagram of Brooks. Yes. Um, but he's already been contacted, and he's supposed to be. Be like a Palpatine stand-in. Yeah, this. yeah, like a emperor type guy. Uh, Lord Helmet puts on a ring and zaps the soldier's junk for <laughs> failing. This is uh, this also part has like one of the funniest scenes for me, mm. wherein he's like zapping the guy's balls and then does a close-up of Sanders' face and he's just like silently weeping. <laughs> like, what is, he's turned away from watching his his subordinate's balls get tortured and he's just like, <laughs> like quietly crying to himself. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, we... we... <laughs> we love it when anyone quietly weeps in a comedy film. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. Quietly weeping is one of my favorite comedy gags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I quietly weep in my... Uh, uh, I do a comedy gag in my truck every yeah. day on my lunch break. I'm laughing. This is so fucking <laughs> this funny. This is so funny. I love my life. <laughs> um... So, Lord Helmet reveals his plan to kidnap uh, Princess Vespa during her marriage so that King Roland, her father, will give them the combination to the air shield so that they can steal their air. Mm-hmm. So, this king, they know, is willing to give up 
this entire world for his daughter's life, which is a pretty shitty king. Yeah, pretty shitty king. Pretty shitty king. And I already like kind of was like where this is as established because when it shows Spaceball headquarters, mm-hmm. what does Spaceball headquarters look like? The Capitol building. It does, yeah. And Spaceballs run a giant corporation, mm-hmm. and and they're looking to destroy a world's um, atmosphere. They're looking yeah. to destroy their ozone layer, mm-hmm. which is like what and like and and I'm not, and I'm sure that was intentional or not. Like just like yeah, this melding of like the government and 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 business to destroy the world (laughs) yeah i mean i think there is always especially in like the later mel brooks stuff a lot of like very kind of Mm anti-corporatist kind of like backlashy stuff which uh i i appreciate but and this might kind of be the 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 beginning of that you Mm -hmm. don't see that in his like earlier stuff quite as much no but uh yeah yeah i uh, i don't know if that was intentional or not to be uh about a corporation basically a government corporation just stealing the atmosphere (laughs) for their own enrichment yeah yeah, yeah. It's a good good question. Perhaps. Good question, yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. Do do this be woke? Do, do spaceballs be, be woke? Do spaceballs be woke? And I think we're going to see that there is like a lot of you know, premonition mm-hmm. commentary even. I think some unintentional prem, like commentary that's it's like that that's more relevant today than it was when it was initially made. Yeah. Like we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Um so uh, then Lord Helmet's coffee is too hot. Yes. <laughs> Down on planet Drudea, it's verdant and nice. The princess, Princess Vespa, is worried about the droid of honor, Dot Matrix, but she arrives just in time. Mm-hmm. She's just, C-3PO is Joan Rivers, which is not far away from C-3PO in, no. in general, is Anthony whatever his name is. Anthony Daniel? That sounds right. Yeah, maybe. And I, was, and I was thinking, like, I actually, like, um, had to look up also, like, the actress who plays Princess Vespa. Because mm-hmm. I was realizing, like, I hadn't really seen her in anything else. And, yeah, what, what else is she in? Um, she was in Melrose Place, which I have not watched no. ever. And, like, mm-hmm. um, like watch a TV. I guess she was also in The Fly, too. Oh, okay. Which, um, and Brooks Film um, was one of the um, backers of the original Fly. They're, they're res- right, right, right. And so, like, I guess, like... Um, I guess they recommended her for the flight too. Oh, that's rad. Yeah, but I thought, but she's she was extremely funny in this film, and like I was, I was like, she didn't really have much of a um, comedic career after that. It seems that kind of sucks. Yeah, it kind of sucks. I think I thought I thought she, she was really fucking funny in this. Yeah, I mean, like uh, they this is a well cast film. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. like since like yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like for Bill Pullman's character, there was a. Like I think they originally wanted like Tom Berenger. They yeah. tried to get Tom Berenger, Tom Hanks, and Tom Cruise. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, I guess uh, in an interview, um, Bill Pullman said that apparently, like Mel Brooks was kind of hurt that all of them passed on the film, and so he kind of went with like a up and comer and not like a real established name. Mm. Yet. Yeah, I guess I guess like um, Mel Brooks's wife had seen Bill Pullman in a play or something. Hmm. And um, and that's how like got it got um the idea to use him. That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, because Bill Pullman rocks. Bill Pullman does rock. I yeah. fucking love Bill Pullman. Yeah, yeah. he rules. Mm-hmm. So, um, Princess Vespa is to be married to the last prince left in the galaxy because she must marry a prince uh, named Prince Valium, who is very sleepy. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Pretty yeah. funny gag. Yeah, like yeah, the play on Prince Valiant. And so, mm-hmm. Yeah, prince yeah, Valium. yeah. 
So Princess Vespa leaves before the wedding begins and steals a rocket ship and busts out of there. Next, we go to a Winnebago flying through space, playing heavy metal by Bon Jovi with a sticker on the back saying, I heart Uranus. <laughs> on the ship is Barf, a giant dog man played by John Candy and is eating a bunch of stuff out of a bucket. <laughs> it actually is eating um, stovetop stuffing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That rocks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the bridge, the captain, Lone Star, played by Bill Pullman, uh, car- calls Barf to answer the phone. It's Vinny, a robot gangster working for Pizza the Hut, <laughs> a giant pizza monster. He wants his one million space bucks by tomorrow or else. Also, what's interesting is like the Vinny the robot. Mm-hmm. There's no prosthesis on him. That's all makeup. Yeah, it is. And mm-hmm. it's not that interesting. It doesn't look great. <laughs> it doesn't look great, but it's pretty convincing. It convinced me as a kid. Like I will say, like the one thing that horrified me as a kid was Pizza the Hut. Yeah, that thing is nasty, and it's, like, constantly gooing. <laughs> constantly gooing. Parts of him are falling in his mouth, and he's eating yeah. the parts that fall in his mouth. And that was, like, the most disturbing part to me as a kid. That's funny. Like, that was, like, the funniest part to me as a kid. <laughs> I, I just was thinking, like, how horrifying it would be just to constantly just be eating yourself. Yeah. I, I, I like to constantly have it creaming and feeding me that oo <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? bo yo 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 I will say he does look like he's covered in cum at multiple times. Yeah. Like he starts to secrete just white, viscous fluid from his pores. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Oh, that's so tasty. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody came on pizza. (laughs) Not again. So next we see President Scroob and uh, he assures a journalist on his planet that they will have plenty of air. He then drinks a can of Perry Air. Mm-hmm. Like Perrier, but Perry. Yeah. Yeah, and just inhales it, yeah. Central Control calls him up and informs him that Princess Vespa is almost captured and offers to transport him. He's skeptical of the transporters, but Central Control says that Snotty beamed them twice last night and it was wonderful. <laughs> and an obvious sexual innuendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he does it, saying what the hell, and it works on Star Trek. Yeah. So I'm making the first Star Trek reference there. And uh, <laughs> he's beamed with his head on backwards. He wonders why nobody told him his ass is so big. <laughs> they do make his ass extra large for when it's on the front of him. Yeah. Who but. knows? Maybe Mel Brooks has a juicy boot. I mean, that was a pretty juicy boot. It might have a juicy boot. You don't know. I don't know. Like during the rest of the during the rest of it, like I didn't really notice a juicy boot on the on him. I don't know. I think, I think they gave him a little extra padding. I think it might have a juicy boot. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that juicy boot, Brooks, baby. All right, everybody, sound off in the Discord if you think Mel Brooks has got a juicy boot or not. <laughs> Come on, like and subscribe, like hit that bell. Um. <clears throat> so. Uh. Where are we? Um, the juicy boot. Yep. So he's being back in normal condition and chooses to walk to the next room. So he was he was one room away the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of a fun gag. Yeah. There he finds Dark Helmet is within reach of Princess Vespa. Mm-hmm. 
With Dark Helmet, they're trying to capture Princess Vespa. The gunner is cross-eyed, and his last name is Asshole. There's a bunch of people with the last name Asshole there, and they're all related, mm-hmm. and they're basically running the ship. <laughs> and uh, Dark Helmet's like, I'm surrounded by assholes, mm-hmm. in the very obvious joke. <laughs> Next, we go back to Lone Star and Barf, who are getting a call from King Roland, who offers them a million space bucks, the exact amount they need to pay off Pizza the Hut to get back princess vespa they agree to this yeah it's a lot of space bucks yeah i do like how they're just like <laughs> just not even like trying to come up with like a fake form of currency it's like yeah space bucks <laughs> yeah yeah it's not even trying it's pretty yeah, fun yeah so um next we see princess vespa in the hold of lord helmet's magnetic beam so they decide to jam the ship's radar, and they do it with a giant jar of, <laughs> of raspberry jam, which was a really funny gag. Yeah. I, I kind of guffawed at that. I was like, "This is dumb." <laughs> yeah. Like, but I mean, this film knows how dumb it is, and it yeah. leans into it, and I appreciate that. Yeah, it's excellent. Mm-hmm. So, next we go to my man. <laughs> Michael motherfucking Winslow. Yep, yeah. I, that's what I knew. I was just like, Britt wanted to review this. I didn't choose this. I know. This chose us. This chose Our us. patrons chose this. But that's what I knew. I was just like, uh-oh, there's a lot of meat on this bone. Yeah, yeah. So I actually I actually saw Michael Winslow live back mm-hmm. in, uh, God, it had to been like 2015, maybe, 2016, mm-hmm. something like that. Maybe 2014. I don't know. Uh, it was when my brother still lived around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you um, and your brother went together, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. And uh, it was like, he's, he opened up with like a, a mouth guitar solo that was kind of amazing, but pretty mm. much everything he did that wasn't like sound effect related sucked. Like on a deep level. Like there was, he had a good like five or 10 minutes where he started, he was like, oh, I went to Walmart the other day, or as I call it, wall farts. <laughs> 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 And then he just kept on saying, like, uh, oh, or, or uh, Walgreens, or as I like to call wall beans. <laughs> and he just kept on doing shit like that. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been cracking up. <laughs> no, been it like, was, you are you are amazing, Michael Winslow. It was it was like so hammy mm-hmm. and so bad. But at the same time, it was great because it was so bad. Yeah, because that's also like when, that's when you realize, like you know, watching them in Police Academy and other random like '80s films mm-hmm. during this time, you know, Spaceballs. Like he wasn't known for jokes. No, he was, he was known. He's not. He's not like funny. Funny. He's just yeah. like he, if he you have be, a, if can, you have a good idea and some good gags that involve making noises, he can fucking execute those very well. Yeah, he can literally make the noise of anything on Earth. Like I think I mm-hmm. wa- once watched a um, um, a video. <laughs> it, was, it was really stupid. I I don't know why he did this, mm-hmm. but it was just him recreating the noises antique typewriters make. I've I've watched this before. And yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like, I was just like, oh, and he. It was just him listening to the typewriter noise mm-hmm. and then recreating it for you. Yeah, it's it's a weird savant level skill. Yeah, and it's really phenomenal. And yeah. like more power to him. But but he should be doing a thing more like uh like Bobby McDarren or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like like doing like a cool musical education type thing and not masquerading mm. as a stand-up comic because that's not what he is well yeah i mean it's hard i guess to really incorporate weird noises into a live show you know besides like just doing like it because he could l- he could learn how to loop 
or he could have like a mm. looper there for him and oh, yeah. he could just do music with his oh, cool yeah. noises i guess i guess that makes sense yeah mm -hmm. I, i've like t times i've seen people do like a a solo looper act and stuff yeah. and it's always really entertaining but i mean he was he had like his moment in the sun for sure like yeah. throughout the entire 80s he was in stuff you know he mm -hmm. was in a cheech and chong film he was in most of the police academy films yeah. um he's in fucking um what else is fucking michael uh he's in obviously this mm. uh gosh mm. you know yeah, I, i'm sure he, he was in a ton of shows and shit like you know <coughs> Yeah, yeah he, he, shows was, up he, he was everywhere in the 80s. And I feel like every year since the 80s, like, his quality of life is, like, consistently, like, kind of degraded. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, he, he, you know, his life can't have gotten, unless he made some <laughs> great investments in the 80s, his life can't have gotten, like, significantly better. Do you think he's just, like, in, in like, a um, studio apartment right now, sitting in, a, in, a, in an awful, gross chair, just making noises to himself? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he just like gets up and makes a creaking noise, and he's <laughs> like, "Oh God, I feel like shit." <laughs> I feel like, well, he's he's and still he makes he's, a toilet flushing noise. He's been in like lots of stuff lately. Yeah. Oh, lately, really? Yeah. That's surprising. He's getting work. The truth about Santa Claus: a wrestling Christmas miracle, which sounds. I like have that. I have a you? wrestling Christmas miracle. He, he plays Judge Calloway, so he's a. God, I hope he makes some noises. Killing Hasselhoff. I think I have. Yeah, I have that one too. Two lava, two lanchula. I don't know if I have that. <laughs> so he's he's not getting like big roles at all. Uh, yeah. There's a movie. Oh uh, yeah, he's been in the Sharknado movies. Of course. Um. Oh, I guess like two lava, two lanchula, is a sequel to Lava Lanchula about a lava. Tarantula. Tarantula. Yeah. It's a big lava spider. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so nothing good. No. But it's good that he's working. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad to see him getting work and not as a stand-up comic because that's <laughs> not what he is. Oh, yeah, he's been in Family Guy, of course. Oh, of course. That That's what he should be doing is he should be doing, like, voice acting. Yeah. He should. Anyway, so Barf shows up on the princess's ship and offers to take them. I Did do like how they don't even <laughs> try to obey any laws of space no and this like he just literally takes a ladder in open space yeah down, down to her spaceship right like he like it's just like you know <laughs> ground level yeah it's just ground level like they they don't even they don't even it, it's just his own body weight like they don't try to make him float mm. they don't even try to make they like it's clear like mel like mel brooks probably didn't want to spend money because mm -hmm. like I, I think one thing that he said about putting michael winslow in this film is like he saved a thousand dollars by not having to do special effects, just having Michael Winslow do them instead. Oh, nice! And so, like during that part, and um, and so I could also see like this being a cost-cutting measure. Like you know, they probably were talking about like, okay, well, we need to make a spacesuit, obviously. And he's probably like, no, it's funnier if you don't. Yeah, because <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it yeah, was yeah. funny. Yeah, oh, just yeah. like just like just barf taking like a ladder down to another spaceship. Like sure. Yeah, yeah. So they they walk <laughs> up a ladder into the Winnebago. I also love that they're traveling through space in a Winnebago. Yeah, yeah. That's especially dumb. <laughs> uh, the princess has a lot of luggage, and they make a joke about how Druish sounds like Jewish, and they call her a Druish princess. <laughs> Druish yes. princess. Yeah, you know Bell Brooks had it. I guess like he said about 
adding like that kind of joke in there. He's like, I was ashamed, but I knew I had to do it in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and God bless him. So next, Lord Helmet opens up the princess's ship, and he is angered to find out nobody is in there. Everybody covers their genitals in fear, <laughs> yeah. which I do pretty often as well. Yeah, oh yeah. Whenever I see a cop, <laughs> yeah, like ooh. I think there should have been. I mean, this is not a fetish thing. Yes, it is. I'm just saying there should have been more scenes of him torturing genitals. We had that one in the beginning, mm-hmm. but to but for as for a running gag, we should have had had it happen more often. True. Only so, criticism. <laughs> fair, fair. I mean, they do make several like dick jokes and stuff. They do, and so and it happens in the end too. Someone gets yeah. shot and hit in the dick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's true. Yeah, so um, they make their way towards the Winnebago. Uh, in the Winnebago, they see Lord Helmet approaching and turn on their warp speed right in time, but light speed uh, is too slow um, to catch up to them. So Lord Helmet decides to go ludicrous speed, which uh, is also the speed that Christopher Bridges travels in the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, what is it? That's a ludicrous joke. Oh, yeah. Because that's his name. Ludy Lou. Ludicrous. Ludicrous speed. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunately this, these speeds were also stolen by Elon Musk for his cars. That is a big shame. That is a... Because I feel like... I, like, I have a theory he probably hasn't even seen Spaceballs. Because I doubt he would understand it or find it funny. He just seems like he doesn't have that sort of, like, depth of character. Yeah. Or in just like a, a sense of humor, right? Like he, like we can tell from his from his meme post, mm-hmm. he does not have a sense of humor. So I feel like watching the, watching a movie like Spaceballs would could be completely alien to him. <laughs> I feel like he does have a sense of humor. It's just not funny. Yeah, it, it uh, it's a bad sense. It's a bad sense, and I'm I'm going to also bet like it's someone that actually worked on the car that actually came who was a fan of Spaceballs who came up with this. Imagine how much more Elon Musk could have done for the world if he realized he's not funny. It's like a it's like uh, when Lionel Hutz is imagine, imagine all <laughs> the people. Imagine the world mm-hmm. if Elon Musk put a gun in his mouth. <laughs> Can you imagine? He yeah. if he did that as a baby. Flying cars, baby. Just just flying cars. Yeah. Um, And also high-speed rail in California. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, So the ship goes so fast and ludicrous speed that they go plaid in what remains maybe my favorite joke in the movie for some reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going plaid speed. And, uh, yeah, and then barf's like they've gone to plaid (laughs) which is such a great line and i do love how like the plaid is projected within the um the uh the um um pilot area of of their winnebago Mm -hmm. the driving seat like you can just see like the plaid projected everywhere it's really funny it's pretty cool yeah so the winnebago runs out of gas and they have to land on a planet they land on a desert planet and both the princess and lone star are mad at each other and go to confront one another, but they haven't met yet. Mm-hmm. And they're both very attracted to each other when mm-hmm. they meet. He tells her to take only what she needs to survive, and they end up carrying a ton of luggage for her. <laughs> Lone Star gets mad and tells her to carry her own luggage because she's bringing like a hair dryer and yeah, shit like that. Yeah, it says hot air. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why do we need this? 
so back with Lord Helmet, they get a VHS copy of Spaceballs mm-hmm. uh, because there's a new technology where movies are available now before they're even done. Yeah, you see all of Mel Brooks' filmography in there, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Find Spaceballs, sir." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they watch and figure out that the princess is on the moon Vega and head after them. I do like the part where, like, Rick Moranis is trying to conceptualize, like, the here and now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, and just trying to figure out, like, where he exists in this <laughs> film. Right. <laughs> do you feel that way sometimes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you kind of wonder about our perception of time and how time really is. Right. Because, like, we are only perceiving the universe from a very, like, you know ape man type way you know Mm -hmm. like we we like everything we see is a is is our own brain trying to make sense of what our our outside forces Mm -hmm. like time could be entirely non-linear and insane it could be it should be it should be (laughs) that'd be much cooler if like i woke up tomorrow and i was like 14 again and I woke up the next day and I was like a 90 year old man and I woke up the next day and I was fucking dead. I was fucking dead. Yeah. What would you do if you like, if you retained your memories of your, your current state of being, but then woke up when you were 14? Uh, probably do what I did anyway and jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, cool. <laughs> I'm like, Damn. That fucking sucks. That fucking sucks. I'm a jerk off. Yeah. Probably listen to Michael Savage. Yeah. You, you don't even like pay attention to what date it is. It's September 11th, 2001. <laughs> it's like, is there something I was supposed to do today? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to jerk off, go back to bed. Thanks Let's anyway. Let's see. Uh, it's only 8 a.m. I'm just going back to bed. <laughs> it, it already happened yeah. by 8 a.m. where yeah. I lived. In, oh, that's true. In Alaska. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. At 8 a.m., it was already happening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I was woken up at, like, 5 a.m., and I watched the second one hit live on TV oh, yeah. at, like, I don't know, probably 6.30 or something like that. Because mm-hmm. four hours behind. Yeah, there. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was seeing it in real time, East Coast time. I was seeing it in real time, too. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, but you're seeing it in, like, the past time. It's 6.30 there. That's true. <laughs> so I get to see it in the past, which is pretty sick. Oh, yeah. 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 I, sh- I should have called you and told you. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know each other then, though. No. If I would have known, I would have called you and been like, hey, Pat, get on this before, like, 8, 8 a.m. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was at my mom's bakery, so you could have called the bakery. So right. do that when you wake up, uh, because we have non-linear time. Call my mom's bakery. Mm-hmm. I'll be there watching mm-hmm. the towers. Mm-hmm. That can stop it. <laughs> <laughs> always watching the towers. This is Jersey talk. <coughs> this is Jersey talk. We're always watching the towers. We will never forget. <laughs> we will always remember the sacrifice you gave, not just to New York City, but to Jersey. But to Jersey. We get it. It really affected our skyline. It did. Like- it was cloudy for a long time, <laughs> smoky. Yuck! You know, yuck, yuck, yuck. We hated it. I, I could, ba- I could, I could barely stomach my sa- my sandwich. I could, my chopped cheese tasted like dirt. So I'm saying, never again, 
because I never want an ashy chopped cheese ever again. <laughs> never again. I never want a, an ashy sheet sandwich ever again. <laughs> never again. We're never going to have that ever again. No, I mean, I got the traffic on, on the turnpike was out of control. It sucked. Yeah. I could barely get off to go to where the Roy Rogers there. Yeah. I, I love that Roy Rogers. They had the, they had the, they had the golden chicken sandwich. Yeah. It was delicious. It had like a honey mustard type dressing. I on remember it. that dressing. I remember I once used it as lubrication. <laughs> and got a terrible UTI. Oh, terrible UTI. Oh no. That was in my my ground pound stage yeah. when yeah. I was revitalizing my chakra by having sex with the earth. <laughs> and that's oh, that's when you woke up in your fourteen year old body, but with your current day brain. Correct. <laughs> and you Correct. Were, and you were just like. I could stop 9-11 right now, or I could jerk off and go back to sleep. And what did you do? I did the ground pound. <laughs> you did so the ground pound. Technically not a jerk off. A it was jerk, a jerk in. A jerk in. A jerk, a jerk in. in the earth. Yeah. And now... Jerk through. Jerk through the chakra, you know? And you got to worry about that, because like during after 9-11, there was a very... It was, it was very a very tumultuous time for our Muslim friends. Very true. But we aren't thinking about the true enemy. Who's this? The mole people who live in the earth. Who Those steal motherfucking your... mole people! I've been telling you! I've been telling you about this shit! And you've been saying, you've been saying, you might be right. I don't know, you might be right. You did the research, didn't who, you? Who started? Who, you you did the research. I did the research. And now you know. Now, you know about those motherfucking mole people. Let me ask you a question. What's who, that? Who started coming the earth? Who started the ground pound? Oh no! They want your seed. They no. want your seed. No, they are making. I make sure it's not connected to any moles. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't know that. They have I, secret tunnels. I. I they are creating I, a mole I, I human dig, super race under the I earth. I dig six feet deep. Six feet. Six feet, like a grave. Okay. Like a grave, Bobby. I'm just saying. I'm I just dig saying. a grave to rebalance my <laughs> chakra. You got to rebalance the chakra, but you also got to worry about the mole people stealing your seed. I have sex with a whole size grave. <laughs> grave. <laughs> okay. So basically, you're joining skull and bones because that's the big thing to get in i'm i'm joining joining bones and skulls because i'm coming in some skulls six feet deep down there you know what i'm saying bobby you gotta lay in a grave and you gotta jerk off in front of your dad that's how you join the skull and bones my dead dad your dead dad my dead dad your dead dad too late too late oh he's got a mausoleum though i just <laughs> went in the mausoleum got a little bored decided to close the door Give a little spanky spank. Yada realize, yada. Realize the door is made of stone. I'm not very strong. It's very difficult to get out. I have to get the park ranger to come and help me. But the problem is, I have come everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. You got your evidence? You got your evidence all over the mausoleums. And I, I can't see it because it's dark in there. There's no mm -hmm. fucking light. No, they, he, flashes, don't have a he, light. he flashes the flashlight and what does he see? He sees a corpse covered in cum. He gets he gets out his black light, <laughs> and he says, "Hey, this looks like a tasty meal up in here." <laughs> and I gotta be like, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't eat my cum." He's like, "Oh, you've been blasting yogurt all over this motherfucker. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got you got you got ropes like a pirate ship." <laughs> Is this Taziki <laughs> from Freddy's on Six? Is Did that what you put everywhere? <laughs> 
you been eating a hero up in here? Where you get such big heroes around here? Why does it have so much dill in it? That's what I'm asking. Why has it got so much dill? Why does it look like Freddy's to Zeke? Freddy's Heroes on 6? You know the place? It's amazing. He has a great dill-flavored, very garlicky tzatziki sauce. And you're just throwing it all over this mausoleum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I be doing. I be eating heroes in here is what I tell him. <laughs> and he, uh, he accepts it. He, he accepts, accepts it. it. He accepts it. And my dad's mausoleum, I say, my, listen, my dad's buried here. I close the door to have a moment alone with him. I eat my, I eat, my, I'm eating my lamb hero. My, my lamb hero. I said, I, I said it was a goat hero, but mm. he said it smelled like lamb, and I so, so I changed. I said, yeah, yeah, I mean lamb is what I meant. Yeah, it smells like lamb farts up yeah, here. What have yeah. you been doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, it smells like a lamb's come up in here. What have you been doing in this mosque? <laughs> what, what have you been doing? <laughs> You've been you've been bringing lamb cum in this mausoleum, <laughs> sticking it all over. Are you one of those bandits, the lamb cum bandits? Are you back again? I tell you, kids, don't bring any more lamb cum <laughs> into the motherfucking graveyard. And you gotta tell them it's a religious ceremony, just like with the lamb's blood with the Abraham putting on the door so the so 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 the so, 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 so the spirit of you gotta, you gotta just say to the man hey what are you anti-semitic come, <laughs> come on lamb's blood lamb's come it's it's two it's two things from a lamb but he says hey this mausoleum says Barbarelli. that's not jewish <laughs> that is not jewish and i say yeah you you are correct then you go like then why am i motherfucking circumcised oh and you show him your dick yeah and that's bada bing, bada bang, bada booms. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Just like Frankie Blue Eyes. <laughs> Just like Frankie Blue Eyes. Like Frankie Maybe Dino. I don't care. I don't know. Sammy Davis. Sammy didn't know. Because he's, uh, uh, he's, um, a Satanist. <laughs> a Satanist. <laughs> and we don't, we don't do that around here. Not around my pot of Jersey. No, Johnny. He's Jewish, though. Oh, he's not a Satanist. No, I was always told he was a Satanist. That star, yeah. that's the star of David. It's different than the pentagrams. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got a... I, I, uh, <laughs> you got a lot of apologies to write. I, I do. <laughs> I, do. I, I got a... I gotta go think for a bit. <laughs> so this puts a lot of stuff in perspective for you. So maybe we should uh, let let uh, let the soy boys take the show yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, take the soy uh, back. Talk yeah, about yeah. your thing. Uh, this has been Frankie B, <laughs> and that's Bobby C over there. Bobby C. And we uh, uh we we we're, we're signing off. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, soy boy bitches. So, uh, down on Vega, it's night, and everybody but the princess and Lone Star are sleeping, and they have a moment together. Lone Star asks why she ran away from her wedding, and she says Prince Valium just didn't do it for her. No. She didn't get, he didn't get that box away, you know what I'm saying? No. 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 Definitely not. Um, <laughs> they're about to kiss when Dot Matrix's virgin alarm goes off, which is an alarm that like went off in the theater i'm sure at the time and everyone was like oh shit oh god they caught me 
And I do like, I, I realize that he kind of has the same joke in Men in Tights. Yeah, it does with the chastity belt. The chastity belt, yeah. yeah. And Carrie Wells, um, he, he dings against, goes ding! When yeah, he gets yeah. a boner against uh, the chastity belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah and What's-Her-Face played uh, from from Wings, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Was yeah, that yeah. The girl? Yeah, what's yeah. her I can't remember her name. I, I, I can't remember either. She was, like, kind of had a moment in the 90s and then yeah. kind of, like, faded away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, me too. Um, so the next day, they're traveling under the hot sun. And they lose all their strength and will to go on, but they're rescued by a bunch of Jawa-type little people. Yes. Who make little noises. And Tony Cox is among them. Oh, he is? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, famous for, you know, like, basically every movie that requires a little person. <laughs> like, is, he, is he the one who's in, like, all of the, like... Um, the Bad Santa? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, little little yeah. black guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a good Bad Santa, Bordello of Blood. Yeah, yeah, he rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he rocks. he's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, with Lord Helmet, they're now down on Vega looking for the princess, but can't find them. The Jawa types bring the party down into an underground lair where there's a giant statue with a little guy that comes out of it. The everlasting know-it-all, yogurt. <laughs> so it's just Mel Brooks playing dwarf on golf, basically, mm. which is kind of funny. Yeah, he he's covered in gold paint and has green a green mouth. Yeah, he does. It's kind of <laughs> disturbing looking. Really, yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's, it's very very strange. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has. It, but this has definitely has some of my favorite moments of the movie. Yeah, uh, he tells them of a mysterious power called the Schwartz, and shows them a gold ring with an S on it. He says they do merchandising there, uh, where the real money from the movie is made, including uh, a whole bunch of stuff, uh, including a, a Spaceballs flamethrower, which Elon Musk ripped off, yep. and uh, the, the Boring Company sold 10,000 Boring Company flamethrowers. Yeah. And I do, I do love this part, because and it is interesting, like, George Lucas gave, like, it's funny that this movie can exist, and it's mm. outside of... You know, and you know, obviously, like one big thing about Star Wars now is how what, what a soulless merchandising behemoth it is. Yeah, it rich like it had merchandising back in the eighties because, like, you know, that's how George Lucas made most of his money. Yeah, yeah, that's how he made his like two billion bucks. Yeah, like he he was just like, I just want the merchandising rights, and he was mm-hmm. able to just sell these toys. Mm-hmm. But now, now that you know, it was acquired by Disney, and there's some Disney references in this you know like when they first see like the um dinks they're like oh are you in disneyland right now right so almost kind of like foretelling like <laughs> disney's like eventual like um acquisition of star wars yeah and so that joke kind of works different ways now but it's also just like the merchandising aspect is just like how star wars has completely lost all meaning mm-hmm. and just any sort of impact that it ever had i mean it was that way though by like return of the jedi which was what, yeah. like 82 or whatever yeah return of the jedi what yeah they did re- go onto the ewoks and try to go as cute as possible yeah yeah yeah. and but still you could you could look at the original trilogy and see a good set of films this is also before like you know lucas decided to go and do the do uh do the um, re-edits of all of his films. Right, right. Um, and then, you know, before, like, all the prequels and then, like, the eventual acquiring Disney. And, and you can just kind of, like, look at it pretty much every single Disney product now and just see nothing but, like, a crude 
nostalgia giant that's just mm-hmm. churning out pale imitations of the originals <laughs> just right. just for and, and like yeah fucking superhero films also. yeah just just that's for it. straight up merchandising so it's mm-hmm. like yogurt kind of understood you know mel brooks just understood like just these films are just like vehicles yeah to make lots of soulless amounts of money <laughs> i mean you know he was a good businessman he understood what the business was yeah and, yeah, he's making fun of it here. Yeah. Which is great. And it is sad, though, like, um, I guess Lucas gave his go-ahead for this film. And then that also, like I was saying, like, how this film, it's funny that this film is also outside of the Disney acquisition. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it, it's, it had had, had the um, George Lucas's permission to parody it without any sort of, like, um, any sort of financial gain from it. Because mm-hmm. I actually, he, 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 he purposely allowed them to use like the one escape pod scene yeah you know in the skate pod mm-hmm. that was actually a, a, a unused um uh special effect from the original film oh no shit that's that's interesting How yeah so, so he george lucas helped a lot with this film mm-hmm. um so it's just funny like they have like this there is this this is like full-on star wars parody that outside of disney's control yeah kind of yeah and, and so you know a lot of people say especially a lot of like racists and stuff say like you could never make blazing saddles today <laughs> yeah. because they, they said the n-word in there um and they they're nah, not really right <laughs> but um you know you couldn't make space balls today no because you couldn't. no like the, the mouse would allow. never let you no yeah like i feel with mel brooks like there was a fr- there was a friendly um you know it was friendly between him and lucas like mm-hmm. lucas gave his go ahead his blessing to make this film yeah and um and he was able to parody it and for, with good fun like apparently lucas loved the movie said it was hilarious like wrote him a huge letter and you know also like uh like um industrial light and magic people helped work on like you know like the final scene with like mm-hmm. john like one of the final things like you know john hurt and stuff and so it, so it's kind of interesting to see like this this co this this cohabitation that's just like this working together just to make a film together and it's mm-hmm. friendly it was friendly yeah we lo- <laughs> we love friendly yeah we love friendly so next we see Spaceballs the bedsheet uh, <laughs> and President Scrooge is busy getting busy busy with some ladies <laughs> I do want that bedsheet yeah it's way. pretty sick uh, he orders them to comb the desert. So next we cut to the desert being combed with a giant ace comb and one of the best gags in the film. Yeah. Uh, we see Are we some, taking this too literally? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we then see some guys with a giant afro pick and one of them is Tim Russ, yeah. of all people, Tuvok himself, who says, we ain't found shit, <laughs> yeah. which apparently he gets quoted to more than anything by fans, even at Star Trek conventions. That's fair, because Tuvok didn't really have like a catchphrase. He didn't. I yeah. mean, if if I I'd be like live long and prosper, dog, or something like that. Yeah, live or, long. Yeah, lap, lap. Yeah, he uh, would like. Yeah, but he uh, like. But that's or typical. or I'd probably be like blues music sucks. <laughs> blues music sucks. Suck on it. <laughs> yeah, but Tuvok didn't really have anything because like also that stuff is like most most commonly associated with Spock. Yeah, but it's Tuvok. still it's still a fucking every fucking Vulcan does LLIP. Yeah. yeah, I just wish Tuvok had something specific to him i know i wish i wish uh yeah i wish he yeah i i feel like no one really has a fucking catchphrase or anything on voyager that's not just a meme like janeway you got like there's coffee and then that that nebula yeah fucking chakotay has a coochie maya uh 
Yeah, and um, yeah, I guess like you know, Neelix yeah, the, has just the number three. <laughs> Fun will now commence by seven of nine. True, true. Yeah. Um. Oh, I guess for Neelix you have. Sex yeah, we love we love Neelix. Do we? I love Neelix. I think he's nice. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> um He grew on me the second rewatch of Floyd. Mm. So next Lone Star has his necklace examined by Yogurt, who says it will be revealed to him at the proper time what it means. He then continues his Schwartz training and lifts a statue with the Schwartz ring, but then drops it on Barf's foot and flattens it. Yeah. Which is a pretty fun gag. Yeah. Uh, up on the surface, Lord Helmet feels the presence of the Schwartz, and they find Yogurt's lair. Lord Helmet hates Yogurt, even with strawberries. <laughs> he reveals he got the downside of the Schwartz, and that there are two sides to every Schwartz, <laughs> which is kind of fun. I like how they're playing with the word Schwartz. Yeah. Um, Lord Helmet reveals they'll get the princess to come to them. They trick her by making her think her father is there and using his voice to get her to, to come from her sleeping state. Uh, and Helmet takes the princess on his ship and kidnaps her. Lone Star and Barf leave to go get the princess back, and Yogurt says goodbye while giving him both a fortune cookie and the ring of the Schwartz as Lone Star goes to leave. What would you do with the ring of the Schwartz? I mean, you don't really wear rings. You probably get degloved at work, huh? Yeah, I've um, never been a ring guy. Yeah, yeah like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I definitely would use it to lift things, just, like, throw people. Like, some, mm. like maybe if I was, like, for traffic, if there was a bunch of cars in my way, uh -huh. like, if someone cut me off, I'd pick the car up and throw it. That's pretty evil. Yeah, I guess I'm on the downside of the Schwartz. I don't have any sounds for that. No, no, no. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I bet you're wondering how we got here <laughs> to the downside of the Schwartz. Downside of the Schwartz. Um, also, it's what you're saying. Like the uh, Schwartz was also the name of um, Mel Brooks's lawyer, mm -hmm. so it gave extra meaning to um, made a Schwartz bewitch you. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, th I always thought it was just kind of like a penis reference. And yeah. It was definitely a penis reference. Yeah, yeah. So up on Helmet's ship, Lord Helmet is playing with Spaceballs action figures in a truly unhinged performance. <laughs> yeah. And this is, the, the I think, the scene we were both talking about earlier that yeah. is just on another level. This Yeah, this, this part, like, uh, they decided to add... Uh, wasn't in the original script, mm -hmm. so they just let Rick Moranis just fucking improv the entire. And thing. he does a scene. It yes. is weird and unsettling, <laughs> yeah. and it feels like very true to form in a weird way. Yeah, and it just feels like natural. Yes, and I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely like one of the parts that really like stuck out to me as a kid when I first watched it, because I thought it was very funny, but also yeah, it's just like it's very strange. You know, anytime you see like. Like a grown man playing with dolls. It's mm. always kind of unsettling. Especially if one of the dolls is him and he's making it win and <laughs> yeah. he's making it beat everyone. Yeah. And it's like weird and meta. Yeah. Yeah. It was just this weird meta moment that <laughs> like the film like they let you know that the film really got itself and yes. that the actors got the film as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like Rick Moranis is so fucking funny. In this. He is. He's. He's. I think he kind of takes. He steals most of the scenes he's in in this movie. Yeah. Like even with a movie with like John Candy and Bill Pullman in it. Yeah. He's probably my favorite part of the entire film. No, same. He he does an excellent job, and I think they even said like, like the fact you know when he does like the dark the dark helmet voice when mm-hmm. the mask is down. Yeah, that was also his decision. That that and was then, a like, great have it, effect. Yeah, 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 have it like instantly leave when he puts it, whenever he puts it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it just kind of like adds a weird pathology to his character where it's just like. Yeah, once once the helmet's down, that's when it's dark helmet. That is worst. I totally get that. Yeah. Our bridge sound went out. Here it is again. That means we've been going for over an hour. Oh, hells yeah. So, um, Colonel Sanders walks in while uh, Helmet is playing with action figures and says he's needed on the bridge. <laughs> And it startles Lord Helmet. He's like, how much did you see? I did not see you playing with your doll, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he says, your doll's again. Your doll's again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so President Scrooge is now taking a piss when he's called and told the princess has been brought to his office. And uh, he says not to call him on that line, that it's a uh, unlisted line. In the office, and then the person calling looks at his dick and nods approvingly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the office... Uh, Lord Helmet tells King Roland he's going to use his plastic surgeon to give her back her old nose mm-hmm. if she does not give up the combination to the air shield or if her dad doesn't. <laughs> and so he finally relents uh, and instead of letting his entire planet live uh, he chooses his daughter's nose. Yeah. I do like how yeah she has like uh like an old, like a like a traditional witch's nose. Yeah. Like yeah. it has like the weird as it goes up uh, goes out and yeah, it's funny. Point. Yeah, it's so funny. Um so the combination to the air shield is 1 2 3 4 5 one, two, three, four, five. That's what idiots have on their luggage. <laughs> uh the doctor and his nurse go back to golf. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, then President Scrooge runs in and, uh, asks what the code is. They say one, two, three, four, five. And he says, oh, that's crazy. That's what I have on my luggage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the Winnebago parks at the Spaceballs prison complex and they get beat up or they go and beat up the guards and steal their uniforms and use a giant key to get inside. Mm-hmm. They sneak around and get the princess and dot matrix but get caught and shot at. Barf saves the day uh, by using a series of tubes. He does some tube math, mm-hmm. kind of. He uses the internet. He does, yeah. He uh, uses uh, Al Gore's internet. Mm-hmm. Series uh, of tubes. There was No, that wasn't Al Gore. He, he said he invented it. That was uh, Ted Stevens, I think, mm, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, the Winnebago Parks... Uh, no, we already got that. So... Uh, Barf saves the day uh, and then everyone makes their escape but they jump into a guard room mm. but it turns out it's their stunt doubles in a great <laughs> gag I thought this gag was very fun yeah it was Yeah, it was, I totally forgot this gag yeah. and it like surprised me and I was like that's a fun gag yeah like um, Princess Vespa's um, um, just some dude with a mustache yeah it looks like it has a Hitler mustache yeah. like, chomping a cigar mm-hmm yeah, I love like I love any sort of like stunt double joke because mm-hmm. like you know there's also a really good one in um, I'm gonna get you sucker. Yeah, where like uh, the mom 
the black mom uh, gets replaced by the stunt double where it's like it's a uh, white guy with a mustache wearing, <laughs> wearing a wig and a dress and yeah just like where they capture yeah in Spaceball they capture their stunt doubles which are just like um, Costco brand or you know Kroger brand um, versions of the original actors mm -hmm. it's really funny Kroger rocks though Kroger rocks no not Kroger I'm thinking Kirkland sorry uh, Kirkland, Kroger yeah. Kroger sucks yeah so um Outside, uh, in their escape, they have locked the keys in the Winnebago, but somebody shoots the princess's hair, so she takes a gun and blasts them all to hell. <laughs> this is another scene where I laughed really hard. No, this like, is pretty fun. Yeah. They cut my, they shot my hair, mm -hmm. <laughs> and she just goes commando mode. Yeah, and uh, they're like, "Oh, that's pretty good." And Barf is like, "For a girl." Yeah. And uh, then Dot Matrix is like for Rambo. <laughs> yeah. And uh, fucking, I don't know, Barf is kind of a misogynist in this film. Kind of yeah. sucks. He, do, he does a, like a little bit of a sexual assault later. Yeah, he does. He does a little bit. Yeah. So President Scrooge runs into Lord Helmet's chamber room, and they're in front of Planet Druidia to steal their air. <coughs> the Winnebago arrives and <coughs> sees the Spaceball ship morph into a gigantic maid with a vacuum cleaner to suck all the air out. Um... This is actually a great use of miniatures here. Yeah, I thought the is. effects were actually really good. Yeah, I remember, like when this part happened when I was a kid, I thought it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. It looks pretty good, actually. Yeah. It still holds up, I think, in yeah. HD. Um, they call this uh, this giant maid Mega Maid, mm -hmm. and uh, the operation they're undertaking is opera Operation Vacuum Suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, the vacuum takes all the air out and a bunch of other stuff from the atmosphere, including some trees and a bunch of snow off a mountain. Mm. Lone Star makes a plan to get the air back on the planet and blow up Mega Maid. Barf suggests he use the Schwartz ring, and he uses it to move a giant vacuum lever to reverse. I'm not sure I've ever seen a vacuum with a reverse function. Me either. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's against what you want to vacuum for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, well, I just vacuumed all the... Yeah, can you imagine, like, you just vacuum up, like, a whole bunch of crap off your... Uh, off your carpet and then you accidentally hit the reverse and right. spray and it everywhere spray it fucking everywhere <laughs> right that would suck so fucking much yeah i'd, I'd be i'd be so pissed yeah. i'd probably destroy the vacuum yeah same here <laughs> like, <laughs> i would i would use the vacuum to suck my brain out <laughs> yeah. to club myself to death yes um so error goes back into the atmosphere and the king is surprised to find himself alive in fact the Winnebago travels into Mega Maid's ear, and they find the self-destruct mechanism somewhere in the brain center. They hover over the spot, and Lone Star heads down a ladder and into an emergency exit. He tries a Vulcan neck pinch on a guard, but he gets it wrong, and the guard helps him get it right. And he actually yeah. says Vulcan neck pinch in an actual, like... <laughs> which is interesting that they, they actually, like, I don't know... They make more direct references to Star Trek than they ever do to Star Wars. In yeah, the film. they they, they don't make any direct references to Star Wars. No, it's all parody references, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, but yeah, they 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 mention Star Trek by name multiple times. So mm -hmm. That's very yeah, that's very funny. Very strange, and also very you know very um, uh, um, pre a premonition of a Star Trek reference, including Tim Russ. So. Yeah, very true. A hundred percent. Maybe he got hired into Star Trek because of that. Yeah, maybe. Like this, like, um, 
What episode was his first episode on TNG? I don't recall. But what was that? Yeah, he was he was in there once or, or twice. Yeah, as was, was Tom Paris. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because he had um like a I think his first. Uh, oh wait, no, he was also in um. Wasn't he in one of the movies? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I think it was Generations or First Contact. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think Generations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, yeah, because I think we talked about how like because he was on the. Um, Enterprise, uh, controlled by um, Ferris Bueller guy. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it must have been generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> um, Lone Star gets to the self-destruct button um, and uses some shaving cream to incapacitate a guard in, in a truly <laughs> funny and absurd scene. <laughs> yeah. Like the guy's like, "What are you doing with that?" And he says, "This," and squeezes it in his <laughs> eyes and his mouth, and the guy falls down like he's dead. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, he goes to press the self-destruct button, but is interrupted by Lord Helmet. Mm-hmm. He tells him uh, that he's his father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. So what does that make us? Uh, nothing, nothing. Just like you're about to be, which yeah. is a pretty great line. I like yeah. that, that, that interaction. Yeah. Uh, and he tells him to prepare to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both have Schwartz rings, and uh, they bring him out like lightsabers. And he's like, "Oh, I can see your Schwartz is as big as mine." <laughs> yeah, they have they're hovering them over their dicks. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Ooh!" And they have a Schwartz fight. Mm-hmm. Lord Helmet accidentally kills a cameraman. Um, <laughs> Lone Star uh, starts to defeat Lord Helmet, uh, who goes to shake his hand and says, oh, "The better man won," but then steals his Schwartz ring and drops it down a grate. <laughs> Uh, he tells him evil will always triumph because good is dumb, yeah. which is a great line. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that as well. Uh, Lone Star hears Yogurt's voice telling him to use the Schwartz, and he uses a mirror to defeat Lord Helmet by hitting him in the dick, <laughs> and uh, then Lord Helmet falls into the self-destruct button. Yeah. Uh, President Scroob scrambles to turn off the self-destruct or get an escape pod, but they're all occupied by a pizza guy a bearded lady, a timpani guy, and a bear. I like how he's like, who are you? I'm the bearded lady. Who are you? One of those freaks? Mm -hmm. (laughs) To to, uh, Lord Helmet. Uh, No more escape pods are left for Lord Helmet. Uh, Colonel Sanders or the president. This this also is one of my favorite scenes because you you just have nothing but chaos and Mm -hmm. there's like a juggler, clowns. Yeah. Like, it's just like everyone's scrambling for the things. It's going, mm-hmm. and it's playing the uh, space balls. Yeah, that's a pretty <laughs> sick song. Yeah. That's a really fun scene. Um, so, uh, the self destruct cancellation button is broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Winnebago escapes just as the ship blows up. The Princess and Lone Star have another moment on the Winnebago. We also find out uh, that Pizza the Hut ate himself to death. <laughs> so Lone Star and Barf will now be rich. The Princess arrives back, and Prince Valium is still there, ready to get married. Yeah, he's like, where were you? Or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, the Winnebago leaves, and Lone Star and Barf go to hang out at a space diner. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of a whatever scene. Uh, the barf uh, barf sexually harasses a waitress with his tail. Mm-hmm. A guy has a chestburster come out and puts it and uh, and it puts on a hat and does the Michigan J Frog routine. 
this scene was horrifying to me as a kid. Uh, yeah, because it is like literally a chest burster scene. And it's literally yeah, it's, Don Hurt playing yeah, the same. It's the guy, yeah, from from Alien who had a chest burster come out and yeah, it's, it's he goes, oh, not again. Yeah. And uh, and he um and uh John Hurt had played um Jesus Christ and Mel Brooks History of the World Part One. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. okay. And um I guess like when he uh, I guess uh, Mel Brooks asked John Hurt to reprise his role mm -hmm. from Alien in this film. And I guess like John Hurt believed it was just a walk-on role, mm -hmm. and so but then when John Hurt got there, he yeah. found out that he was actually kind of tricked. He uh -huh. was actually like a full-on scene where mm -hmm. he would have to be hooked up to special effects. He would have lines. <laughs> He's like, he was like, I realized that I should have asked for a salary mm -hmm. <laughs> when I um, agreed to do this because like he agreed to do it just as like as a, um, a favor, as a favor, mm -hmm. and then ended up having to do like a whole ass scene with that. Kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you save money making a picture. That's how you save money. Yeah, but it uh, it is definitely like one of the scenes I associate the most, like as a, when I was a kid with mm -hmm. spaceballs, because like it horrified you. It did horrify me, like when the when he, when the um, chest burster is like hissing, mm -hmm. and then like he just kind of smiles and puts his little hat on. Like I don't know, that just broke something in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong. Ah, interesting. I need a therapist. <laughs> yes. Go tell a professional about this, Patrick. Yeah. So down on Drudia, Princess Vespa is at her marriage when she learns Lone Star turned down the reward for saving her. Barf is starving when he goes to eat the fortune cookie. The, uh, they were given by yogurt earlier and it's yogurt's ghost mm -hmm. he tells him lone star's uh, medallion is a royal birth certificate making him a certified prince uh which means uh he can now perform purple rain mm. yeah oh yeah with yeah. ass with assless chaps yeah absolutely <laughs> uh it means he can actually get married to princess vespa which is mm. pretty cool they pour some liquid schwartz into the gas tank and head back to Judea, which is just, uh, you know, what liquid schwartz is. <laughs> He's been cranking that, been making a bunch of that all day. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> What's the most you've ever masturbated in a day, and do you feel ashamed for it? You've asked me that before. I think I had, on, it, on the podcast? Yeah. Okay. And then, like, you were kind of... What did, did I ask if you felt ashamed for it? No, I wasn't ashamed. Okay, well, okay. Well, that, my, my, my question was, were, were you ashamed for it? No, no. I was fine with it. I was just like, you know, like one of those days. It was like, I think it was like a, it's just one of those days when you just wake up and jerk off. Everything yeah. is fucked up and sucked up on Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, in probably high school during the summer. Mm -hmm. And you know, nothing oh, yeah. had nothing to do. Mom and dad on home got eight fucking hours <laughs> to jerk my wall into a series of socks. All yeah. right. Yeah, I was home alone. Like, what else am I gonna do? Oh yeah, mom and dad are like on a vacation alone. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, brothers are at camp. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna fucking pull pud until <laughs> I'm dud. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Pull pud until you're dud. Yeah. Pull pud until you're dud. <laughs> Look up some grainy pornography on the early internet. Oh, yeah. Get like half, like, like uh, finish jerking off before you even see boobs on the picture. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, nice shoulders. Ah, ah. No, well, we're done, I guess. Yeah. I then, guess I have a shoulder fetish now. <laughs> order some dominoes, you know, get my strength up. 
Oh yeah, order some Dominoes and maybe go to the uh, the nearest corner store. Mm-hmm. Nearest uh, what what would you have in 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 Maryland? What was your corner store? Oh, uh, just had some weird. The closest one was some weird gas station. They actually made really good subs. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a sheets or anything. Well, I'm a dom, so tell tell them tell them about me. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Because <laughs> they're d- subs. Ah, uh, gotcha. Because they're subs. Yeah, yeah. It was just some. And I'm a dom. <laughs> Yeah, it was just some random gas station that mm-hmm. had really good sandwiches and really good, really good uh, drink selection. So just mm-hmm. go walk over there and walk back. Yeah. Cool. So the head, <laughs> the head of Mega Mind crashes on a planet ruled by apes, yeah. which is also kind of like Maryland. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, we do have apes on uh, on horses. Yeah. Yeah, just like yeah, Planet of the Apes. Andrea. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Princess Vespa and Prince Valium are about to get married when Lone Star flies overhead. He shows up in an amazing white suit that I really want. Yeah. Also, also, um, Barf looked really cool in his. Yeah, like, he did. He and had he, like a, dre- a dress um, gas coveralls. station outfit yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dress coveralls. Yeah, it was like uh, when when like someone at the gas station dies. That's what you wear to their funeral. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do a twenty-one pump salute. Just, like, <laughs> just, just spray gas up in the air. No, I was thinking everyone masturbates. <laughs> We've got a, a one guy who jerks off two two series of seven guys who jerks off and six guys who jerk off. Make it to 21 i can't make it to 21 pumps <laughs> 21 <laughs> pump street <laughs> ah, richard greco's jacking off again what the fuck johnny depp yeah i can see johnny depp doing that yeah he's, he's 21 pump street for sure <laughs> every fucking like one person restroom he goes into 21 mm. pump street <laughs> Um, so, uh, Lone Star shows up and, uh, announces he's a prince and proposes to Princess Vespa. The priest marries them right there and Dot Matrix Virgin Alarm turns off finally. (laughs) The Space Winnebago flies away with Just Married written on the back. The end of the film! Yeah. We got to the end. What do you think? I love this movie. Yeah, this movie's pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty feel good made me feel good yeah i think i like all of mel brooks films except maybe dracula dead and loving it uh yeah because you love that film (laughs) or you'll be dead and loving it (laughs) you'll be that's a threat you'll be dead and i'll be loving it (laughs) you're dead (laughs) yeah but yeah mel brooks is amazing yeah, I don't. There's a couple of his films that I think are fine. Like mm-hmm. um, History of the World Part One is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of that one. Mm-hmm. I do like. I do love. You know, it's good to be the king. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's. It has its moments for sure, but yeah. it's like over long. I feel like it's more than two hours or something. Yeah. Um. Uh, like I don't know. Like I feel like um the original producers is kind of dated. Mm. Uh, it's not bad. It's just like it feels very much like a '60s comedy, you know. Yeah. Also, like that, uh, I learned like producers he only made for a million dollars. No shit. That's yeah. crazy. And um, and actually, Spaceballs was his most expensive at twenty five yeah, million. I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there was like a lot of special practical effects mm-hmm. that he had to do. 
Yeah, I like Silent Movie a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I haven't seen 12 Chairs. Yeah, and, I have not found that anywhere. Yeah, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein yeah. obviously are incredible. High Anxiety is pretty good. Yeah, I actually just recently watched both Blazing Saddles and mm -hmm. um, Young Frankenstein. Yeah, I haven't watched History of the World Part 2, but I haven't heard that many great things. Yeah, me either. Like, um, um, Unfortunately, yeah, I mean... I mean, Mel Brooks is 97 years old at this point. Yeah, he's he's like, yeah, he doesn't owe us anything more. He's yeah. made some great shit in his life. Yeah, I think I think he should just be like relaxed. Yeah, it's, I'd, I'd put this like on his top three films, I'd say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Along it's, with, yeah, Young Frankenstein. And maybe Blazing Saddles. Yeah, and Blazing Saddles, Saddles absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd put it up there. It's a, it's a really fun film. I don't think it, it definitely doesn't reach... Uh, what Blazing Saddles says is a film, like no. on race. And, no, and yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have any like. I mean, also neither did really Star Wars. Really, like, no, it, it no. Have, Star Wars is a good versus evil, like whatever. Yeah, of. it was. It it was more. Yeah, like Flash Gordon type thing that doesn't had had <laughs> very very more little like Gash Gordon. <laughs> but yeah, or Flesh Gordon. Well, yeah, but yeah, like didn't have any sort of like deeper meaning. Mm -hmm. And except, well, except for, you know, George Lucas himself has said, like, you know, obviously, like, the Empire is supposed to be America, oh, the yeah. rebels are Vietnam. Yeah. And so the Vietnamese, which is really funny, you know, because recently Mark Hamill just went and was like, you know, we have to support Israel. Cool. <laughs> not, not, not like, super cool, Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. You kind of realize. Do we have to support Israel? <laughs> yeah. Do we really? Do we really, Mark Hamill? Because they're just going to kill a bunch of civilians again in, like, it's going to be an outsized civilian slaughter mm -hmm. because they're going to say, and you know, they've. Who do you think the empire is in this situation? Yeah, right? Give <laughs> like, me a fucking break. The people with the high tech um, um, concentration camp? The people that the U.S. has been supporting for like the last 75 years. The people who were originally the empire in the original trilogy of films you acted in? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's like. It's, you know, come on, sir. He, he lacks. He's a good joker, but. Yeah. You know, he lacks political nuance. He's very lib-pilled. He's, yeah. you know, he's basically just a George Takei. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like I would say he's, like, the for the meaning of the film, yeah, there's, there is, because, like, also, like, yeah, like, you know, Blazing Saddles, History of the World Part 1 also had, like, commentary on race. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, this doesn't have, this is probably, I would say that, like this would probably be one of his more like mainstream films yes. like because it doesn't have doesn't really like challenge the viewer too no. much and like whereas like you know something yeah like blazing saddles definitely like plays with the audience the white audience's comfortability right. I, I feel like, like i feel like high anxiety in this film can be paired closely together and i'd say young frankenstein because yeah. they're all very much spoofs yeah and they all are pretty safe but well-made films mm -hmm. very well very films. well made uh yeah. but don't have like a ton to say no uh whereas like dracula dead and loving it is a spoof <laughs> but like doesn't have anything to say and is bad <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> no. yeah but but you know it's like it was definitely one that was always on tv when i was a kid like we had the vhs Mm -hmm. I watched it all the time. Oh yeah, and like definitely, like I didn't see Blazing Saddles until I was like a little bit older. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and um, but yeah, like no, I mean, it, but it's a it's a great film, holds up, like especially now, you know that 
Star Wars is so just like massive. Yeah. And just in just in your face. Like we have like a new Star Wars like we have the Asuka show or whatever it's called right now happening mm-hmm. now. And so there so it seems like almost every few months there's a new Star Wars project, you know, new Star Wars movie or series or you know something you got to buy like we got the whole got, has its own disney world thing you know we have the disney we have the star wars hotel that's like two thousand dollars a night jesus know? christ it's like and so yeah we we just went full full you know uh space balls to the search for more money which is you know mm-hmm. search for more money was an, you know, another star trek reference reference you know search for spock <laughs> but mm. But like, yeah, it's every single Star Wars film that's happened after Spaceballs has been Spaceballs to the search for more money. It certainly has. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's just been like a wild cash grab. Yeah. Just, and like, just I like, mean, it's, it's nostalgia. Yeah. It's just like super transparent. And I, I feel like it was almost hard to make a Star Wars film after Spaceballs. Yeah. Because it was too transparent, like how much they were making a play for merchandising like shit with fucking like um jar jar binks yeah you know jar jar binks is obviously just a huge fucking cash grab Mm -hmm. and entirely annoying and he also according to alex jones has a black caribbean accent (laughs) interesting yeah i would say like yeah i feel like when designing the prequels and also like the uh more recent star wars trilogy mm-hmm. i w- it definitely felt like merchandising was considered first yeah uh before like things were written like you know when so they include like the porgs or something like that mm-hmm. it's just like there's co- there's definitely like a merchandising slant where it just feels like yeah very hollow and mm-hmm. transparently like this is a toy commercial you're watching yeah 100%. baby yoda toy commercial where baby yoda yeah they were like you know they had the plushies like planned like six months in advance the fully articulated dolls that you Mm -hmm. could get that fucking move and yeah the the, you know the bb8s that move and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so yeah it's 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 all the search for more money which would you rather fuck one of the bb8 dolls or one of the baby yoda dolls I guess I don't BB-8 because like I mean Baby Yoda'd be too weird. I mean it is a fifty-year-old man technically. Yeah, what's <laughs> wrong with that? <laughs> I've actually never fucked a fifty-year-old man, so I have no place yeah. to talk. Yeah, but no uh, BB-8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? I feel like the robots are probably very functional. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna give it your BB three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're ready. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, even know what happened to that thing because I didn't even watch like the last film. What your BB eight plushie? Yeah, well BB eight. Yeah, I don't even know. Oh. Yeah, I filled, I filled that. Oh, I filled the BB eight plushie with milk and then whapped it against the milk. Wall. That's what you call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would with, just, I would with just, your milk. I would just soak it in milk and suck on it and uh-huh. throw it against the wall so hard it just sticks there. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yummy. Yummy, yummy, dried milky. And then then wall tastes yummy forever. Yeah. <laughs> Everything smells. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't have any Star Wars merch. Yeah. I would I would love Spaceballs merch. I was like thinking I'd actually I'd actually I think it's it'd be fun to stick like a lightsaber in a pussy or a butthole. 
feel that'd be torture. No, no, not like a real lightsaber. Oh, like one, okay. of the, one of the toys. Oh, gotcha. One you, of the gotcha, toys. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Maybe do like a, a Darth Vader cosplay and be like, uh, I'm going to stick it in your pussy. I mean, I'm going to have to guess. Or maybe your asshole. <laughs> I'm gonna have to guess. Like, at, I mean, there has to be multiple Star Wars parodies, mm. porn parodies. And I'm guessing that has oh, to yeah. be a scene in one of them, at least. If not, someone failed on a cosmic level. So yeah. Just like nodding, not thinking of that. But. Well, maybe, maybe I'll stick one in both their holes. Maybe all three of their holes. Oh shit. Maybe four of their holes. Maybe. Uh, maybe maybe they have a new hole. Well, maybe I'll stick one in their nose. Yeah, armpits. You know, get a little tiny one. No arm, armpits a hole if you want it to be, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm sorry. Armpits are cool if you want it to be, baby. Yeah, knee pits. Why not? Mm, that's pretty gay. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. Which is very cool. Yeah, you should do that. And also, it's not gay if you keep your socks on. I've never heard that before. Really? You never heard uh, it's not gay unless you, as long as you keep your socks on? Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Huh. <laughs> if you're gonna gay, gay with your socks on, if you're gonna gay, well, stick around. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Gonna gay, <laughs> just jerk away. If you're gonna gay, <laughs> you're gonna gay. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good rule to live by. Just yeah. always make sure that you have your socks on. Yeah, and that way it's never gay or straight. You're yeah. asexual as long as you keep your socks on. You're technically still a virgin. I like, I like that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, one one time uh, uh, a girl I was having sex with mm -hmm. uh, excoriated me for wearing socks while I had sex. Really? Because they're like, you keep your socks on during sex. I'm like, yeah, my feet get cold. You're like, I'm a virgin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you think you think I'm giving my parody to that fucking pussy? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm saving my virginity for marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saving it for some pussy that ain't motherfucking trash. Yeah, you you won't see these little tootsies, Missy. Yeah. Hey, hey, kitty cat. Yeah. So that's a good. I think that's what we learned from the spaceballs. Yeah. It's not gay if you keep your socks on, and also you're also a virgin still if you have your socks on during sex. Yeah, unless they're plaid, and then you're going ludicrous speed. Then you're going ludicrous. And speed. then what you gonna do? Act a fool, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what you're going to do. That's what you're gonna do. Going to do. Yeah. Act a fool. <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> act, act a fool. But it's not cool to act a fool. Well, that was a great rhyme, dude. Thank you. I, it's like I, I, I had a rhyming dictionary in front of me while I did that. So. Oh, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Other rhymes that rule. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just list all of, all of the fool rhymes. Spool. Uncool. <laughs> shul. I don't even know what shul is. Let's yeah, check them. Yeah. No, no definition. I don't think it's a real word. Yeah. A yule. Like a yule <coughs> log. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, drool. Drool. Okay. That's drool, the, drool is cool. That's what I learned from a cat massage video. Interesting. Yeah. They, the woman, she was massaging a cat. And she said, if the cat starts to drool... That's fine. The cat's loving it. Mm -hmm. Drool is cool. Hell so, yeah. We so, love when a cat loves a massage. I, mm -hmm. I do give my cats, or my cats, my cat, mm -hmm. like, uh, 
they call them skin something. They don't call them massages when you do them to cats because mm. it's something a little different what it mm. does to their body. But they fucking love it. Mm. They love it. My cat loves a little massage. Does she give a little drool to you? Sometimes, yeah. She she gets real into it. She she loved that shit. Yeah, I had cats that would drool profusely when they got pet. Yeah, like, you yeah. take them to drool school. Take them to drool school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I call when I get a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go to drool school. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> yeah. It's lunchtime. <laughs> or or you're going to be teacher's pet. You you put you put your mouth on the penis. <laughs> hmm. You put your mouth on the penis or else you get the hose, which is also the penis technically, so mm. you know. No, we, should, we should have a Silence of the Lambs. They, they, like, our beautiful patrons should, uh, suggest Silence of the Lambs. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's got like nothing to do with Star Trek. No, I don't even think there's a Star Trek actor in it, is there? No, I don't think so. Mm. Probably not. Nope. Damn. Oh, what you gonna do? <laughs> Act a fool! Well, I guess that's probably a great place to leave it, huh? Yeah, I think we've st- we've mentioned uh, space balls in the last like fifteen minutes. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for hanging with us, Soyagers. Be well, travel safe, and definitely go watch space balls. It's yeah. a real fun time. It's a real groovy shoot. What groovy shoot? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is at all. Yeah, check out all of Mel Brooks' filmography. Why he's still alive? Yeah, that's a good good point. Mm-hmm. Do that. Yeah, that way you can watch it and then thank him on the internet. Give me the over-under. Who do you think is going to die first? Uh, I hate to think about this, but Mel Brooks or Henry Kissinger? Ah, damn it. Yeah. I have a feeling. I feel like Mel Brooks probably doesn't do all like the evil blood ritual shit that Henry Kissinger does. Right. He doesn't have the adrenochrome. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I did see... Um, uh, I mean, I have seen Mel Brooks recently on something, and he looked still sprightly. Yeah, yeah, and I did see um, Henry Kissinger. Someone like was doing like a man on the street. They confronted him while cool. he was being wheeled into something. Excellent, like, like you know, telling him "fuck you" and stuff like that, which is fantastic. That rocks. But we should do that to old shitty men who un- did shitty things. Unfortunately, I mean, also kind of fortunately because maybe means he's on his last legs. But mm. Henry Kissinger didn't seem like he was even aware of what was happening. So, hmm. so he's probably even lost like the ability. If he, if he if he could feel shame, I think it's gone. Like you know, his 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 brain isn't there where he can even. What I really want is I want him to have diarrhea so bad he dies of dehydration. That would be fantastic. I think that'd be the coolest thing. Yeah, and just like fell out of his wheelchair and yeah. just in his mansion. No so one knows he's there. Yeah, that's you know the way people in like the developing world die the most, and people mm-hmm. like. On the whole, like the plurality of human beings ever have died from dehydration from diarrhea. Mm-hmm. That's like what all of the big diseases, including like dysentery and shit like that, give you. Well, let's hope. Like we're here at Soy Trek, we're putting um, Henry Kissinger dying before Mel Brooks. Let's hope. We're putting that out in the universe. I want Henry Kissinger to die. I mean, he like that that, that video I saw of him. He looked. Very in Minecraft. Fine, in, well, he looked very Feinstein esque. You could. Oh. Yeah. Damn girl, you could. You looking fine. <laughs> Steiner. <Steen-esque. laughs> Got him. Yeah, he was. 
he's basically looking like Diane Feinstein in her mm-hmm. final days. So her Feinstein days. Her Feinstein days. Yeah. So yeah, we're, let's let's uh, let's let's hope he he gets Feinstein soon. Yeah, let's hope he takes a nice long Feinstein forever. Yeah. <laughs> Crossed fingers. All right, so that's it. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for checking with the soy boys, girls, and other wiggly beans. Hang dong and shocker.